but yeah, I mean, really it comes down right now. It comes down to what their goals, you know, what mm-hmm. your goals are as a home buyer. If it's, you're going to be in there short term, um, then maybe still variable is the way to look at it because your penalty is going to be minimized. Right. Um, you know, a three month interest. Whereas if you're planning on being at long term, you know, date the rate, marry the home, um, get into it, look at a shorter term fixed as for that stability. If you're worried about, you know, any bank account of changes or, you know, what might happen over the year uh, and, and go, you know, and just get in that two, three year and not that five. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's going to be our. That's got to be the. That's got to be the name of this episode. Date the rate, marry the home. That's, Date the uh... rate, marry the home. <laughs> it's about. Um, it's about understanding the product. You're listening to the Ottawa Real Estate Podcast with your hosts Paul Stevenson, David Warren, and Greg Campbell. Let's see what's going on in the world of real estate today. Yes, yes, yes. What's up, everybody? This is uh, it's January sixteenth, twenty twenty three. We are back again as usual. For uh, for all our listeners, all our viewers, all our listeners, Tuesday at uh, 10 a.m. launch on YouTube and all the other podcast streaming channels. My name is Greg Campbell. I'm a realtor managing director at the agency Ottawa. I'm joined with Paul Stevenson, mortgage agent from it, broadcasting live from Columbia. What city are you in, Paul? Uh, currently in Cartagena on the coast. Cartagena, okay. Looking cool. over the Caribbean Sea. Oh, well, too bad for you. And uh, <laughs> we also have David Warren. Uh, with referral mortgages, mortgage agent and owner and amazing, amazing David Warren. He's at home today. I've never seen his uh, his living room. It's kind of exciting. I think our viewers might be uh, happy to see that. Day. <laughs> what, do you think? what do you think about that? I don't know. Um, we got it's, some it's, great inf- Sorry, Dave, go ahead. I was going to say it's, uh, it's it's gloomy to be back from, from sunny Florida into this shitstorm right? uh, of snow. <laughs> it's I know, ridiculous. I, I, um, Max and Irina were in Costa Rica and they landed on like the day that it was all crazy snowstorm in Montreal. <laughs> I can't even imagine yeah. coming from yeah. that to that. Um, <laughs> we'll talk a little bit about uh, what's going on in the city. And we have a very special guest, uh, Brianna Frith from End Home. We'll talk a lot about End Home. I'm sure uh, many of you do not know what that is, but it's a very cool, uh, it's a very cool business and uh, something that she started. So we'll get to that in a minute. Uh, gentlemen, the market. What are you guys seeing? Mortgages? What are you feeling? So I, I personally have been hearing from a number. Of, sorry, uh, Paul. I've been hearing from a number of my agents. They've been getting a lot of accepted offers this past week, um, and and a lot of action in that regard. Um, you know, from any of the coaching or anything, you know, kind of communicated with them that they're starting to see them come in and people being more comfortable with you know just rates where they are at. But um, I don't know if Paul, you're seeing the same thing, but. Yeah, I'm feeling I'm feeling good about my prediction from last week. I think that, mm-hmm. uh, like you said, I think a lot of people were sitting on the sidelines last year. Now everyone's kind of come to terms with the rates where they're at. Um, they're adjusting accordingly as far as the cost for their mortgage payments and so on. Uh, and I've seen the same thing. I've seen more people that were pre-approved last year that are now starting to pull the trigger. And we see that every January. You know, over the holidays, everyone kind of dials it down, which I think is the best time to buy. My last few homes I bought during the holidays. Uh, but I think uh, going into the new year, people set their goals and they start to take action. And I think we've started to see that early in the year here. I agree. I agree. I, I posted on my Instagram last week that uh, there was a property that had come out. Actually, you know what? I should have followed up to see if it sold. They had uh, 15 showings over the first two days. I also mm-hmm. know one that was, um, they had 15 offers. It was listed below mm-hmm market this one in applewood acres elmville uh just you know around uh around that area 
Um, and it was listed at four ninety nine nine. It was a, a detached, older nineteen sixties bungalow style. Um, but they got fifteen offers, and it sold for five fifty five, which is what we mm-hmm. figured it was worth. So they got a five fifty five, no conditions. Um, so it shows that you know, regardless of what we're hearing in the media and reading in the news, there are still buyers out there. Ottawa is hot. Um, I'm anxious to see where it goes. I posted up in our Ottawa Real Estate 2.0 group on uh, Facebook asking where agents felt the market was going to be. And they all say it's going to be, they all feel that it's going to be very busy. The buyers are coming out. Uh, It won't be as aggressive as it was the past two years, obviously, but there's going to be competition. So I think it'll be, uh, it'll be, Interesting to see where more situations like that, if there are multiple offers, if it only sells for like, you know, 10, 15,000 over list price when it's listed competitively. Um, but the sellers, I know they're, I know they're coming out. I think over the next couple of weeks, it's going to be uh, telling uh, this two weeks. Tomorrow, I believe, is the um, inflation announcement uh, where Stats Can will announce where inflation's been at this past uh this past quarter. So we'll see whether that changes. And if that is stagnant or decreases, then we can, then we can see, assume that uh, Bank of Canada will hold rates on the 27th, uh, you know, status quo. But if it is up, then, you know, then, then the rate announcement next week will, uh, might tick up. So like tomorrow's announcement on Tuesday, the 17th will be, uh, will be telling. And if, if things stay the same, if rates stay status quo or uh and they don't make any change and inflation is down i think we'll see buyers coming back because there'll be more confidence in the market that their rates are not going to be as impacted uh or yeah. you know that, that that continuous rate increase will will have uh, ceased can you guys well, uh, me- sorry go ahead paul what was the last like the last announcement they had about inflation we were still sitting high sixes correct or what was yes, the it was six eight yeah, yeah. i i'm uh I'm concerned mostly about everyone that bought in 2018, 2019 that are coming up for renewals. I think we're going to see, a, you know, those people are going to have to probably restructure, either extending their amortization. Um, I know a lot of people that were in like the non-traditional variable rate, so adjustable rate mortgages have really not seen, um, uh, sorry, they have seen their payments increase. The people that are in true variable rates, excuse me, uh, that haven't seen their payments go up they're probably going to have the biggest sticker shock because when it comes time for renewal and that payment has gone up, you know, $400, $500, or they have to make that lump sum. I think that's going to be a big hit for, for a lot of people. So inflation aside, I think this will be a very interesting year, but uh, I stick yeah. by my prediction. Yeah, I stick by mine too, my predictions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what do you guys think? I, I just have a comment because I mentioned something on another post that I did and um, someone jumped in about fixed rates, you know, fixed rates being down. Um, you know, everyone's still talking variable, but people are forgetting, you know, fixed rates are down a bit. So are you finding that more people, or are you trying to promote fixed more right now? Are the rates actually like, even if it goes up tomorrow or whatever, is it, it, are fixed rates a better bet right now? Right now, fixed rates are lower, um, on the, on the insured five-year fixed, um, and as well, three and four, uh, they're, you know, in the, in the high fours. They've come down. They definitely have come down since their June high, uh, where insured rates were in the mid fives. So they've come down pretty dramatically, uh, and by dramatically, I mean you know three quarters of a percent basically. Um, and that's because the bonds have come down as well since they're high in, in June. They, I find people really looking at the two and three year fix 
not five year, um, not getting many requests there. And that that's all just mm-hmm. a sentiment from buyers and, and people that are you know reading a lot about where rates are at and about the economy that might not have been doing so before that are realizing that this is, you know, we're going to come into, or, you know, we're coming into this period of time, but it isn't going to last. And they do know and feel that, you know, and every economist, and every bank and is indicating and even the Bank of Canada that as soon as inflation starts coming down and getting under control that they the bonds will be coming down and Bank of Canada will be dropping. And so in that two to three year time frame, instead of locking in for, you know, a five year is uh, is a good hedge. And so certainly getting a lot of requests in that realm. Um, but yeah, I mean, really it comes down right now, it comes down to what their goals, you know, what mm-hmm. your goals are as a home buyer. If it's, you're going to be in there short term, um, then maybe still variable is the way to look at it because your penalty is going to be minimized. Right. Um, you know, a three month interest. Whereas if you're planning on being at long term, you know, date the rate, marry the home, um, get into it, look at a shorter term fixed uh, for that stability. If you're worried about, you know, any bank account changes or, you know, what might happen over the year uh, and, and go, you know, and just get in that two, three year and not that five. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that's going to be, our t- that's got to be the, that's got to be the name of this episode. Date the rate, marry the home. That's, date the uh... rate, marry the home. <laughs> it's about, no, um, it's about understanding the product, right? Understanding the product, what you're buying, why you're doing it, the mortgage, like what it looks like. Yeah. I had a client this week that was adamant, completely adamant about being fixed. Didn't even want to hear about variable, which, you know, if that's their, if that's what they wanted to do, that was no problem with me. But we were looking at uh, for 25, a 25 year amortization. They were putting over 20%. So we were looking at a 25-year AM. Um, five-year fix was sitting at that time at 484. And the two-year fix, I think, was at 574. So I kind of did the calculations on that. And then they said, well, we just want our payments to be as low as possible. So why don't we look at a 30-year amortization? So when I did the calculation of the five-year fixed for 25 years and 30 years, over the five years, they would have saved $5,000 in payments. But the amount of interest and at 30 years, they wanted to do an appraisal. And there was plus 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 plus. The net difference was about and was an increase of thirty thousand dollars after wow. payments and interest and you know principal pay down and everything else. So you know yes, you get you save five thousand dollars in payments, but you're paying an additional you know twenty five thousand. Uh... <laughs> Did Paul just disappear? <laughs> and he's gone. He's gone. <laughs> he's gone. Okay, listen. Let's let's get into stats quickly. I did a I did a snapshot of Orleans over the last four weeks, uh, year over year. Oh, here he comes. He's coming back. Anyways, <laughs> let's let's jump into the stats. Paul can catch on. Are you ready for him? There we go. Yeah, Paul. We're just saying um, thank you for the comment. I'm glad you came back so quickly. We're gonna jump into the stats I got for Orleans. All right. Okay. Um, my story. My story. You, you get the ending. That, yeah. That's that's yeah. We understand. You were at the end, anyways. You were so excited that you just had to drop the mic. Peace out. All right. So for Orleans, guys, over the last four weeks, um, at weeks, four weeks ending January 15th, in terms of uh, detached homes, we've uh, we've got 67 active with an average of 83 days on the market. 795K is the average list price. We have uh, 10 conditionally sold, averaging 93 days on market. That's crazy. That's, you know, three months, basic. Well, it is three months. 783 is the uh, average price. For sold, we have 22 sold in the last uh, week, 70 days on market at an average price of 746000 So look at the difference between active, conditionally sold, and what's sold. And in 2022, same time, 27 sold, 
32 days on market and an average price of 735K. So we're 11,000 uh, difference on last year. So like, again, what, you know, what we've been seeing ever since I started doing these stats is we're very close to last year other than um, the amount of days on market. Let's get into the uh, townhomes and semis. Towns and semis, we have 44 active, 62 days on market, average price of 622,000. We have four conditionally sold, averaging 133 days on market at an average price of 541. So that that's a little skewed. Um, you know, there was one one in there that uh, just kind of didn't didn't connect with the other ones, but that's okay. This, this is the active, the real the real data here. Um, and we had 15 sold, averaging 70 days on market at 576. Now this is crazy. Same time last year, 30 sold, 12 days on market at an average price of 643. So this was the, the, you know, last year at this time was when it started to get really crazy, especially for townhomes. Mm -hmm. It was wild. That's a big difference. I mean, the comparison of what sold versus what sold last year, we're like 50,000 off. Uh, let's yeah. get into the condos here. Condos, Orleans, we've got 24 active, averaging two months on market, 470,000 is the average price. Conditionally sold, five, 69 days on market, an average price of 421. So that's down again versus the active sold. We have 15 sold at 84 days on market, average price of 363. Blows my mind. And then last year, same time, 17 sold, 25 days on market, 374. So condos are, you know, it's actually a little bit less based on this. Um, now the active ones at 470, how long are those going to sit? What's going to happen? I think they're going to sell, but they might sell closer to that, you know, 450 or less uh rentals let's get into the rentals here 80 active rentals in orleans averaging 39 days on market average price is two thousand four hundred and thirty eight dollars 53 rented averaging 38 days on market so very similar active versus uh rented uh 2312 is the average price same time last year 36 rented 36 days on market two thousand hundred and forty two dollars so we're seeing the rental price come back down versus what it was, you know, in the summer, early fall. Uh, the prices were probably about $200 a month more. And now they're, they're coming back down to where they were last year. I think they'll probably, I think that $2,300 point for, uh, for rentals is pretty uh, accurate. And I don't know how much more it'll dip for, um, you know, overall, overall rentals in the market, mm -hmm. in the suburbs. I think that's a solid number and anywhere the 2,200 to 2,300. So that is, uh, that, what do you guys think about that? I, I think the, I think it'll be interesting to see by the end of February, what happens with the market in Ottawa, the prices, because February last year, I think it was like a 17% gain yeah. in, in February or something ridiculous. Like that's basically what, you know, ended our year off in a positive uh, from an appreciation standpoint, not a negative was that January, February run up. So I'm curious sure. to see in the coming weeks, how that, you know, month, you know, year by year comparison plays out. Um, I'm still, I'm still, like, big on our, I'm still big on I, our increase this year. Yeah. Yeah. You I agree. Know. I'm, I'm, I'm standing <laughs> firm on it. I'm standing firm on it. I can't, I can't wait to see we that. Have... I can't wait to see the, uh, some of the comments all look at those greedy realtors and mortgage brokers optimistic. <laughs> if like they just say are... it, <laughs> if they just say it, it'll happen. Manifest. There was someone who made a comment with their own predictions last week and they had some bullet points as to uh, the various reasons why they thought that. 
Uh, mm. We don't necessarily need to go through all the reasons, but I thought they were all fairly, like definitely valid yeah. points that will impact the market. It's it's how they'll impact the market. That's the question. Um, but their prediction was something like a... It was a 17% decrease for Canada, 13 to 17%, I think, for Canada, which is fair. I mean, that's it's possible based on Canadian economy, but I don't, I don't know... I don't know if that's going to happen. I don't think we're going to dip that much. No. Yeah. Maybe a, the plan. maybe a 5% overall for Canada, but I think Ottawa's going to be up. Okay. You guys ready? Let's do it. Let's do it. You've been sitting there waiting for us for the last 30 minutes. Here we go. Um, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, I want to bring on Brianna Frith. Uh, she started out as a mortgage agent in this industry, Moved on to business development managing uh, for private lending. Uh, went into law as a business development manager for a couple of years, which kind of catapulted her into her current um, company that she founded and is the president of. Uh, it's called End Home. You can check it out at endhome.ca. It's consulting and closing services. I'll break it down a bit here quickly. End Home houses a group of legal professionals who are backed by 30 years of real estate experience in a position to either make or break the closing process. Our lawyers are unequivocally committed to transforming the industry by leveraging technology, prioritizing client care while going above and beyond to set the benchmark for others to follow. So Brianna, thank you for being on the show. I hope the intro was okay. Why don't you just tell us a little bit more about yourself and, uh, and then we'll just get right into what End Home does. Thank you, Greg, and thank you, gentlemen, for having me on your podcast. Uh, thank you for the intro as well. It was amazing. Um, so for those who don't already know me or are not familiar with End Home, uh, Greg is correct. I did start as a mortgage agent. That was my first step into getting my feet wet in the real estate landscape. Um, and what it did was it really helped me generate many relationships and build my network and find my passion for helping homeowners in general with their problems and giving them that solution. Um, and then what I found myself doing was finding an interest in getting the funds directly to them um, as opposed of working in an agent role. Um, so what I did there was I gained experience at a private investment corporation. And in that sense, I basically was the one handing out the money. So I got experience from having all the solutions on the table to the client to actually giving the cash in the hand and then I found another solution which was even more desirable for especially mortgage agents and real estate professionals, which was giving them a legal closing experience that was predicated and actually took into consideration their concerns as a professional in the field and as well as their clients. Um, so from being a mortgage agent to working at a MIC to working at a real estate uh, legal practice, I ended up developing and um, controlling and directing their department there for almost two and a half years where I made such big growth, I recognized that I wanted to do this on a much larger scale. And I knew that it would take a lot of structure. I knew that it would take a lot of um, talented individuals to really make this dream a reality. But um, while I was directing the real estate department, I noticed a lot of inefficiencies and I noticed a lot of gaps. Um, and I realized lawyers go to school for, well, to be a lawyer, right? they go to law school. They don't necessarily understand the expertise of communication, um, of business development, of what clients are really looking for, client care. And yes, that's why you hire clerks and you hire admin. But at End Home, we actually don't have any clerks. We believe in one-on-one -on -one lawyer to client ratio. Um, that way we don't spread our lawyers too thin. We can definitely guarantee quality control there and uh, scale faster as well. 
So um, jumping into Enhome, we founded that in June 2022. It is still a recent company, but I am blown away at the success that we've had so far. We've been very grateful to have many people in the broker and real estate community come to us because whatever the case is, whether it was over the holidays, that, you know, their lawyers were out on vacation or whoever they usually go to um, wasn't able to actually help at that moment. So they gave us a call and we're able to grow and scale up our practice as well, um, just by helping their clients in tight situations, doing those rush closings. No deal is cookie cutter anymore anyways in the real estate legal industry. So it really helps to be that hero, I guess, that kind of takes those deals in and finds a home for them within hours, because that's what we do. Um, so jumping into end home we really wanted to be different we wanted to transform and reverse any negative stigma in the real estate or legal world for that matter um working with real estate lawyers a lot of the times people have this idea that they're just out to get their money um they're out to double charge you know charge all these disbursements and all these hidden costs as well as you know hardly answer the phone because they're busy handling other transactions so i was literally sitting down in my room i remember like writing down all these pain points before opening my home and seeing okay how can i like reverse this as quick as possible but also as efficient as possible and so what i did was i ended up cultivating a large team of lawyers over a period of time um, who all have more than 10 years of experience which really helps give our clients that extra layer of security and also for lawyers to be in the game that long that means they're complying with the law society of ontario very well which we take very seriously so for us it was very fun trying to pile this group of lawyers together but also very tedious because we want to make sure they align with all of our values um, and that they are able to complement brokers and real estate professionals because if a lawyer doesn't understand things like uh, broker fees, letter of directions, stuff that matter to you, they could be very simple and little, um, but they can make a huge difference in how the transaction goes as a whole. That was our top priority. So now we operate in Ontario, Saskatchewan, British Columbia and Alberta. Um, and virtually we can do a transaction anywhere in Canada. What we do is we facilitate everything on our platform, on our website. And we have a form that takes two minutes to complete. So anyone, whether it's the real estate professional, the homeowner, they could go onto our website, submit the form. And within two business hours, they're guaranteed to have a lawyer basically match made for them. And they would receive an email with a letter confirming the lawyer's details. And the client would receive a phone call within those two business hours directly from that lawyer. So the lawyer still has full autonomy on the deal and home is basically that middle matchmaker. And I actually like, um, as an analogy, putting it as insurance. Have you ever had insurance on your real estate closing? No, obviously not. But and home is as close as it gets because what I do is I handhold the deal from start to finish and we personalize and customize our um, closings and we structured it around a partnership. So when you look at doing business with an agent, we sit down and we ask them, okay, what's your business model? What are really important to your clients? Do you do mostly reverse mortgages? Um, if you do, your clients are most likely going to be elderly and need a little bit more handholding. Do you do more pre-construction? Okay, well, then you're going to need a lawyer that can do a new build review within four or five days. Do you do mostly condo purchases? Okay, you're going to need a status certificate lawyer that can do that in a day or two. So really just customizing and personalizing is what we're best at. Um, and in providing that insurance to make sure that that lawyer is held accountable from start to finish. Um, so I know I rambled quite a lot. There's so much Great. more to get 
feel about at home, but I hope that was a good icebreaker. Well, that was, yeah, that's kind of like you just, you said the whole thing there. That's, and now it's just questions and now it's just questions. (laughs) That's, uh, that's pretty incredible. I think that, um, it's amazing just to, you know, meet somebody that took something that I know, I don't think anyone's thought about that and you took it and now it's, now it's growing and you're the one that did it. Um, yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I've never heard of this before. So when you reached out, I was like, wow, this is like, it's pretty interesting. I'd like to know more. So now yeah. the, so the process is, so you, you work out of a couple provinces. So basically, like, like you said, people just, they'll log on, they'll give you the information about what they're dealing with. And then based on that criteria, you appoint them a lawyer and then they yeah. call them who specialized in that industry. Exactly. Yes. So it's not a, you know, there's one lawyer for every single type of deal, whether it's ILA condo purchase, refinance, wills and estate planning. We literally have a lawyer for every niche that is an expert at that. So that gives your clients that comfort level and you as the broker, because you know they're in good hands. Um, And there's no clerk in the middle kind of doing 80% of the work and having things kind of fall under the bus. So we really hone in on how to concentrate on quality control, just so everyone's happy, everyone knows what is what. And also the professionals that we're appointing are experts. And that really helps because I believe there are niches within the niche of real estate. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And do the and do the rates change at all for different uh, different types of transactions, or you have like a flat fee kind of thing? We definitely have a flat fee, and so that's another pain point I realized. Um, mm-hmm. Getting that done and done price from a lawyer from the onset is really hard to kind of pull out of them. Like, no, not the base fee. What am I, what am yeah, I, like, sure, what do I need sure. to put in the financing? What, what is my client actually going to pay? Whether they're consolidating debt or whatever, they don't want to pay as many as much in legal fees as they can save. So what we do is we have a flat fee that all of our lawyers have to use. So any lawyer through end home is going to charge the same. So it's consistent at least. Um, and our pricing is very affordable. So we charge eleven forty nine for a purchase, all in. The only additional cost is title insurance and HST, and of course land transfer tax and all that other fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and then a refinance is eight ninety nine, all in as well. Same thing. Hmm. Title insurance is extra, but at least it gives that sh- that surety to the client and mm-hmm. to the broker. Hey, there's no you know disbursements that are going to be expensive surprises at the end, such as photocopying, faxing, courier, all these little right. things that really mm-hmm. you don't need to be built, billing the client for because you're not really out of pocket for it. Um, so really, we concentrate on volume. That way, we don't have to gouge one client because we know we're going to be getting so many more deals down that line. We're not concentrating on taking as much from one versus how many other are out there. And that's our perspective on it. So we really want to help Canadians save as much on their legal costs. But at the same time, you need quality. And so it's definitely not something that's going to be free completely, but it's as close (laughs) as you can get to um, affordable, right? Um, A lot of clients, they they want their brokers, surprisingly, it's happening more and more now. They want their brokers to cut down their their commission or whatever it is to, to kind of get more back and... They did a lot of work to kind of get that deal um, solid in the first mm-hmm. place. And same with lawyers. We're their first line of defense. We really are. Mm-hmm. We are the one that protects their interests, that looks through all the documents, that explains all of the financials to them. And if they're a first-time home buyer, you know, we spend almost twice as much time with them just going over all the questions they have and stuff. So your lawyer is someone you want to take time and diligence to really pick and choose. So you're just, you're just setting this up for like super high-level customer service 
experience. Yes, that is my expectation. I think it's possible. You can get that in the legal realm, I'm convinced. And sure. that is my, that's my um, mission here. Yeah. And, and so I think something that uh, a lot of, you know, some people have gone through it, listeners that, that have purchased homes have seen it, but those that might not have, um, it is really, like you said, those disbursements that really add up for um, for clients, you know, they're quoted a price, you know, for those legal fees or legal services. And they're typically, you know, a thousand or 1200 and then it's plus disbursements. And those disbursements typically add up to be an additional, you know, anywhere from five to a thousand dollars in some cases uh, on a residential purchase. So certainly the, uh, the fees that you're, the flat fee model that you're offering is, uh, is very mm -hmm. interesting. And, and I think people really should, when looking at, you know, getting quoted for, for legal services, obviously, as you said, quality is paramount because, uh, you know, having a, a lawyer that does drop the ball is not something you're looking for. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but also like comparing apples to apples, like, you know, looking at, okay, what's that, you know, not the base fee for that lawyer, but what's the, you know, what are the additionals what can they expect there in comparison? Mm -hmm. So. <clears throat> yeah, and I, I can imagine, it, yeah, like you said, like just shopping that, that flat fee, uh, I, I imagine for you, it was a little bit easier because you probably had a ton of contacts already that you were working with that you were looking for to start when you started end home and everything. But yeah, I can imagine that was, uh, was a bit tricky, but good well, for you. Because awesome. lawyers, yes. Lawyers definitely want to make as much as they can. And you really hmm. have to, um, when you're working alongside them, help them look at the long term and not the mm -hmm. short date. Right. So Building a book of business or building a network or a large criteria of clientele over time will amount to something that is immeasurable in the short term. You don't want to ever put all of your eggs in one basket and, you know, put all of this pressure on one client to pay a certain amount of money that's not needed if you don't have to. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, we really want to be fair and reasonable and uh, make our clients feel as confident as they possibly can in their lawyer. And are you guys yeah. expanding already? Sorry, Paul, go ahead. Uh, it's kind of on the same line. I, I was wondering, like, how, how many total lawyers do you have on the team now? And on the flip side of that, like, as a lawyer on your team, because most lawyers are paid based on the, you know, they they're they basically get what they what they hunt for, right? They're bringing in their own clients yeah. typically, and they're getting compensated for that. Are yeah. are you basically taking all the leads in yourself and then distributing them to lawyers equally, or are the lawyers actually going out and trying to find their own clients within your team? Great question. So right now we have a total of 17 law firms with us, partnered with us. Um, and just uh, as a disclaimer, so we only partner with principal lawyers. So we have no associate lawyers at um, Enhome, which means we're talking directly to the owners of the firms and they are the only people that touch the deal. So um, we are looking to expand definitely and be across Canada. Um, but the lawyers that we have, I basically appoint them and I personally match make and personalize every transaction. So for example, if um, we get 20 deals with, within the week and we have 17 lawyers, maybe four of those lawyers will get all of those 20 deals because their niches just so happen to overlap with those types of deals that we get, right? So it really needs to be subjective and all about the clients and all about the transaction, and not so much about the lawyer working under and home. Um, obviously, we have our own separate contracts internally, but it's important to understand like we match make. So that has to be about the client at all times. It really has to be the best fit, whether it's geography, like location. Um, obviously, pricing is always going to be the same, but just even as far as things as software. So some lawyers use... Um, 
lawyer done deals, some use Unity, and those alone can be up to $300, just that charge for that software. So our lawyers don't use those softwares to save clients even more money, right? So what they do is they have um, other softwares that they use to save more money and to be more efficient. But we really want to just concentrate on efficiency. That's like our main thing here, um, making sure every transaction goes smoothly. So when we get a deal in the door, we're looking at the broker, we're looking at the client, the area, when is the closing date too, right? Because if this is a rush file, we want to give it to a lawyer that has enough capacity to handle that with no issues. So it's just really case by case, subjective, yeah. So how much have you grown since you um, started in June? Um, crazy, we have, so we started Ontario and BC um, in June, and now we are in Saskatchewan um, and Alberta on top of that. And we also have lawyers in other provinces, but we're not actually open there. So we don't have an office or we don't have um, an actual large base of network in our clientele base. So we don't have, let's say, over 50 different brokers or realtors to help out there. And so I think that's going to be the driver of our business, like how we connect with these agents and figure out what their pain points are, because we really want to be partner centric. We want to be um, we want to account for what you guys see in your day-to-day -day lives. And so being on top of the industry trends, the market trends, what's happening and what innovation looks like in your industry really overlaps with the legal industry as well. So for us to penetrate those other markets, we don't just want to jump right in unless it makes sense and we have the community to help. Um, so I think as we grow and as we make more relationships, we'll definitely be Canada wide. But if there are deals that come in, um, we can definitely find a home for them. So, and um, and right for now. the through the process, uh, Brianna. So let's say you know client fills out that or realtor or mortgage broker fills out that form. They're you know clients connected with uh, a lawyer within a couple hours. Um, yeah. <clears throat> who you know as a as a broker, you know we send as soon as we get a signed commitment, we're sending an I'm sending an intro to that to that lawyer of hairs that you know. Here's the commitment, here's ID, here's void check, here's, you know, everything like that. You know, I'm the one working on the file. <clears throat> are those, is that, are you middle, is, is end home middlemanning that? Or is it going direct to the lawyer? Like, what's that process look like? I love that you asked that. That's a real life question from a professional. Um, mm -hmm. So our process is so streamlined and predictable that it's almost like exactly your question. Like, where do, where do I start? Right. And so you can start anywhere, even before a commitment is signed. Maybe your client doesn't have a lawyer and you just want a lawyer name or a lawyer address. Mm -hmm. Send that application in. We'll give you the lawyer right away. We'll send you a letter confirming um, the lawyer for the transaction. The lawyer will, and there's also notes in the form. So let's say you wanted to tell me that it wasn't signed yet or hold off on contacting my client for two days. Whatever you wanted to let us know, you put in the notes. Or you can even upload trans, um, documents onto that form. So let's say you have a commitment that is signed or a waiver, an APS. You can upload that to the form. That way we have everything together. Once we receive that package, we'll acknowledge whatever notes are there and that lawyer will reach out to you and the client. And at that point, you can send all of the extra documents to the lawyer. And most of the times, brokers like to do most of the handholding for the clients to kind of give their clients more of a hands-off experience so that they don't have to worry about redundant things like re-providing their ID or re-providing um, documents that they already gave to you. So you'll just give us whatever documents you have on hand. But if you need more time, like let's say you don't really have everything in order and you just need the lawyer's name, you can go onto our form, let us know that, 
And so we'll take the right steps and follow up with you whenever it suits you best. Uh, but generally our process is send in that form. Brianna actually personally reaches out to you and confirms that I've received it. And then our office administrator does all of the back and forth with the lawyer, just basically connecting them to the client. That lawyer reaches out directly to the client um, on the phone. We always believe in phone calls. That's the best way to go. If we miss the client, we'll leave a voicemail follow-up via email. Um, but just to make sure the client hears the lawyer's tone of voice, they build that mm -hmm. rapport, they're comfortable. If they have any questions, they can get it off their chest right away. And then you on your end, at least you have the lawyer's name, so you can include that um, in your instructions, right? And let the lender know mm -hmm. who is who and uh, get all your ducks in a row as well, right? Because everyone has their own pre-existing processes. And so we are made and our model is already structured for you to plug in and play, right? To, for you to just mm -hmm. integrate with us. We're built already for, for that to be a possibility. So yeah, the, the, that form is very self-explanatory, very easy to use. Um, and we're on it within two business hours. Okay, awesome, mm -hmm. cool. I, f I feel like we're gonna have to do some business. <laughs> I hope so. That would yeah. be awesome. Give it a little test drive. Yeah, for sure. So on the on the flip side of things, Brenda, then if there are law firms that because a lot of the people that listen to the show are uh, industry professionals, so realtors, real estate lawyers, you know, mortgage agents. Um, if you're looking to expand, would it be beneficial as well for you know um, law firm owners to reach out to you directly, or, or how do you see that working on on that side of the business? Yes, we do get lawyers reaching out to us very commonly and we have an interviewing process. So we're always happy to expand, especially if that lawyer is in a different province. We're really excited to kind of get to know them and see where we fit. Um, but they're more than happy to like reach out directly to me and then I'll take it from there and go forward with our initial interviewing process. And if it makes sense and they're ready to hop on board, then they would basically be partnered with us. And we would basically be able to help them grow their business as long as it's a fit and as long as they're aligned with our values. Of course. Mm -hmm. and, and where do you find that most of your business is coming from? Is it like online referral word of mouth kind of thing or where you Most at? of our business is coming from referral partners. Sure. Um, so because clients financially address in front of their broker, um, you know, whether it's their realtor or the mortgage agent, they end up getting really comfortable and they trust them. And, whether it's a lawyer or a home inspector or an appraiser, if they need anything, they're gonna go to them directly. And so we recognize that, but on the same time, we understand that that broker has a business to run and they're not on salary, right? So they really survive off of the closing of a transaction and they need a lawyer who's not gonna drop the ball and actually close it. Mm -hmm. um, so with us, we basically structure all of our partnerships to be really close knit with these brokers and agents. So we can get to know them, get to know their clients and their business, and, um, you know, basically work with them alongside them. So, yeah, yeah, our business, most of it comes from uh, more, like mortgage. Yeah, from the, from the people that you connected with starting the yes. company and everything. So realtors, brokers and everything. That's great. It makes total sense. Even accountants um, or even financial advisors, people that need uh, wills and estate plannings because we right. also offer that, right? So, yeah, it, all around, it comes from everywhere, every direction. Okay, so, I mean... I think we're good. Boys, do you have any other questions or? No, I think it's great. I think, that, I think that was, the uh, business that, very <clears throat> that you built and, and that model, I think is, is fantastic. And a lot of, you know, like you mentioned that flat fee, the transparency around it, 
um, you know, without, you know, hidden additionals and things like that, that mm-hmm. especially for first time home buyers, like you said, um, yeah. they're not surprised. They're able to budget accordingly because, you know, as we mm-hmm. talked about before at the beginning of the show, prices are, you know, they might be down a little bit, but they're still pretty high. And the down payment yeah. required is, is, is high and closing costs add up. And so having that, uh, you know, thousand dollar savings, $1,500 savings is great, um, for people Absolutely. bottom line for sure. I was going to say too, with everything becoming more and more automated, it's it's great and nice to hear that your business is focused around the client experience and actually reaching mm-hmm. out to them, a human being reaching out to them within two hours and having a yeah. conversation. Because uh, yeah. I think you know the, the more and more things become automated, the less and less personal connection there's going to be. So I like that that is mm-hmm. a main focus of, of part of it. Yeah. So uh, maybe yeah. in closing, ground, if you can tell our listeners uh, where to find you on socials, on online, and, mm-hmm. and on LinkedIn, and so on. Thank you. So you can follow me on LinkedIn at Brianna Frith. And you can find me on Instagram at Realty with Bree. And then we also have an Instagram for Enhome, which is Enhome CA. And then, of course, on our website, uh, the form that I was referring to earlier. And we also have a blog with lots of helpful information. You can find that Enhome.ca. And then my email is Brianna at Enhome.ca. Awesome. Thank you. That's great. Okay, yeah. Thanks for. Uh, I'm. I'm happy that we connected on LinkedIn. We're happy to have you on the show. Mm-hmm. Thanks a lot. Thanks so much. Yeah. Take care. All right. Thanks, okay. So, gentlemen. Mood boost. Mood boost. You got them. I got a few. I got a few. Hit, hit um, it. So, Brianna, I know Brianna's no longer with us, but uh, we basically at the end of every show we throw out a couple mood boosts just to just to lift everyone's mood for the week. Uh, so I got three today. Number one. Did you hear about the dad who burned the Hawaiian pizza? He should have put it on Aloha temperature. Oh, Aloha temperature. oh wow. Oh, wow. Um, you, guys, you guys know I'm a bowling fan. Number two, the only thing I love more than bowling is bowling jokes. So I love bowling jokes. They're right up my alley. Wow. wow. And wow. Uh, last but not least, this is my favorite. Why didn't the green pepper join archery? Because it didn't have an arrow. Wow. Holy. Holy man. Wow. Wow. (laughs) All right. Um, So this was, this is very makeshift. I feel like uh, next week we'll be all stationed. We'll be back to, back to the basics, but uh, it's good to have, good to have everyone back. Good to have the, what did, what did someone say in the comments? Good to have the band back together. Yeah, That's the band feels like. back together. <laughs> and I, I'm excited to uh, to be doing this from from Mexico as well for as long as I'm going to be there. Picking up the USB mic, and I'm actually going to record my um, my uh, new agent field manual videos down there. I decided, yeah, as opposed like to them in Ottawa. So I'm I'm looking forward to it and uh, actually working down working from down there. That's great. Um, so anyways, uh, whoever's still listening, like, share, subscribe, comment, love us. We love you. We're here to help. If you have any questions or comments, do what you do. Leave them in the, uh, leave them below. Make those comments. We will comment back. And, uh, yeah, that's it. That's it for now. I guess we're out of next time. The Ottawa Real Estate Podcast, episode 115. Peace. Deuces. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Please remember to like, share, comment, and subscribe because we'd really like that.